I'm going to continue with the uh, interview I had with Coach Steve Wade and Coach Potter from the last episode of Coaching Falcons. The last episode was entitled Three Coaches and a Mic. I hope you enjoy this episode. I think, Steve, you said one time, or Kelly said, I have to learn how to pace myself in practice. Right. No, you know, we're only going to practice two hours, right. an hour and 45 minutes, and, and go hard and do things right in that hour and 45 minutes other than practice for three hours and do things kind of at about 75%. Right. And that's, that's, um, we're, we're going to move on to the next, next thing. And that is, um, planning practices and practices, how they go. And I think, uh, from when you left and went to, to Greenfield, you know, coach Enright was the coach. Um, coach Enright loved football, but he also loved just to call plays. Right. You know, he, yeah, that's all. And, um, you know, for every, he believed in, he believed in the idea of putting in every series. There is an ISO series. And then off the ISO series, there is a trap. There is a cutback. And there's a pass. Right, right. And you put in the lead series. And then off the lead, there'd be a cutback. There'd be a trap. There'd be a pass. And then there was a power series, and all the power series, and then you had wagons west and wagons east and all that. And so we would end up practicing for three, four hours. Right. And, and at the end of the week, the kids... The kids were... Wouldn't uh, yeah. right. And again... There's he nothing had, wrong with that, he, he that said, was just... He had more success than I, than I ever had, and he was a much more committed person than I ever was. But, but the kids, there was so much to learn. Yeah. I'd rather know three plays well than 20 plays not, right. not well at all. Yeah. Well, I was on the freshman level, and then um, when I first came to Perry, and then I, I moved up to the varsity or, or reserves. And, um, and then when Coach Breaker came in, I went back down to the freshman level. And then when Coach Enright came in, I, I was with the freshman a couple years, and then he, he wanted me to move up, so I did. And I had the offensive line. I was not a very good offensive line coach. And I told a couple of those kids on those, on those teams that the talent was better than the coaching with the offensive line. And I thought it, it really hurt us. Now, had um, we won a lot of games because we had we had the talent. Guys, right? And, and, and um, we weren't very deep, but we had good kids. And had Craig been there and been the offensive line coach, I don't think we would have lost a game and probably would end up playing, you know, Ben Davis in the finals of the session or yeah. whatever we drew him or Warren Central or somebody like that. But, you know, I had Frank Hammond over here the other day and we was talking about that. And, and, and I told him before, you know, that group of kids with Mike Birchfield and um, Kenny yeah. Sitzman and Frank Hammond. Right. You know, they were better players than what I was coaching. I don't know about that, but... 
And there was some talent. There was some line talent. They were pretty. There there were years where we didn't have any line talent at all, and what what was there had to be made over time in the weight room and stuff like that. But there were a couple years where they had some they had some real serious offensive line talent. Yeah. But then those kids graduated, and then we went to a group that when you came in, we didn't have hardly a, a line. There wasn't any line talent at all. You know, so we had to, you know, when Coach Enright left, we had to retool everything. You know, so Coach Barter, when you came in, what were the things that that you did or that we did at that time to make our kids tougher? Because that first year, the, they weren't tough at all. I think there were two things. The, the first thing, you, I knew the Perry situation, not – not on the year before I came or anything, but just the community and stuff like that. And they were nice suburban kids. And the thing that they weren't was physically strong, and the thing that they weren't was physically tough. So they, you had to, that was priority number one. Right. Is, get, is making kids tougher. And you do that through the weight room. And I, I always said that you could tell the weight room was making a difference when some kid who wasn't very good, uh, a shy kid, a real quiet kid who played football, would get in a fight in the hallway. Because because he, he he finally had enough self confidence to say I'm not taking anybody's shit. Yeah, and I, that means I get boom pop, yeah. you know, and I and then so that you could tell we were getting better. And then tackling stations. I thought tackling stations were crucial because, and I'm not sure you could do that now with all the concussion stuff. I mean, we just didn't know. Well, but tackling but, stations were important. But I think you know I was always the guy that tackling was paramount. Right. And one thing that we didn't do is lead with our head. Right. And so to today, I've gone and seen people tackle, and the first thing that goes is their head. You know, I always said tackle with your titties. That means you're hitting on the rise and keeps your head out of there. How many how many kids did we have that had concussions? Um, really only one. Only one. Vincent. Yeah, that was the only, really the only one. But, you know, he was down on the line and his head was getting popped all the time. And tackling stations didn't make us tougher. And it made the kids, I think it made the kids get used to hitting in which hitting became a norm, which there was no, there was there, a lot of pain. There was more than one game where defensively we were tough enough. And I always come back to the, the pipe game when that can, was it Cam Dinkle? Cam Dinkle. It was a really good, really good back. But about midway or the beginning of the fourth quarter, he crawled off the sideline because right. he had been. They, and they ran him hard. He was a good back, but we hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him, and finally he said, I, my, "I'm done." Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. no. You know. And you yeah. could, you could, t- you could, if you, if you, if you could, if you could out hit people, and I don't mean by a lot because that's not, but just a little bit every time you hit them, right. then just, you know, you, at least you got a chance. Right. Right. You know, I always. Told the defense, don't help anybody up. Yeah. But we're not their friends. Now they're their, they right. are our enemy. Let them get up themselves. And, and, I, and that game, when we were playing pipe, you know, I, I told the kid, I said, hit him until he he says, I quit. And I, that's what happened. Well, I remember when I first got the job back at Perry, Kelly was the defensive coordinator, and I said, I said, I really like tackling stations. And he goes, we don't need tackling stations. We'll tackle each one in our own drills. And they did. And the teaching of tackling was. Perfectly correct. I mean, nobody was doing anything wrong, but um, but when but when we would dedicate twenty minutes to tackling stations, first of all, it was twenty minutes and, and to about 
20 minutes solely on the own on the most important skill you can learn. If you if you if you can cut if you coach football but only teach one thing, you teach tackling. When you you wouldn't even worry about it. That was always the first thing we did. Because if you could tackle, you could do everything else. And right. and and Kelly said we don't need to do that. So we tried it. But after about the third game, I said screw this. I said we're at, we're going we're going to tackling station because we're not. It's not that we can't tackle because those that was taught well. We we didn't tackle consistently hard and physical and 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 we weren't and we weren't tough enough. Right. We just weren't tough. And, enough. and we didn't put them in positions in which we had a various tackling that they had to do. I always did open field tackling, you know, because probably 85% of the time, once the ball got to the line of scrimmage, you're tackling somebody open field. So that was always the toughest, and if they didn't do it right, we'd start them over. And then also, also we did it early uh, during our two-a-days, and it helped get the kids in condition. Right. Because tackling stations, you had five I stations. Was, I'd rather do tackling stations than run 40-yard sprints. Yeah. You know? That, that got him in shape. Remember when somebody would come out and even it's good. I mean, you would, there would be kids that say, I can't do this for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then after a while, they could do it because they were tougher. Right. No, no one mm-hmm. thought, thought anything of it. And then as the freshmen came up and became sophomores, it was us all part of it. So we built that into the program and, you know, toughness worked its way down through the program itself. Who was the IU coach when Anthony, Anthony Thompson was down there? Uh, Mallory? Yeah, Bill. Bill Mallory. That's where, that's where I got the idea of tackling stations. I mean, this is a guy in the Big Ten and been in Colorado and places like that. He said, the most important thing we do is tackling stations. Yeah. And I mean, Bill Mallory said it, it was right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always, I think another thing that we did, which is different today, is that we were full pads except on pregame. Mm-hmm. And so putting that extra, and we had to do that in order to also make the kids mentally tough because it's not easy. Yeah. I'm just not, I, I, I don't. I'm not sure that same formula would work today. I'm not sure it would. But. Not today, but we're talking about, you know, when, <clears throat> when we were coming through the program, these are the things that made us better. Right, right. You know. Now, they don't hit as much today because of the concussion. Right. You know, and then they have the tackling wheel, and I'm not so sure that it's a the lot worst. of high school coaches even know how to use the tackling wheel. It's the wheel. worst thing I've ever seen in my life to see that, that tackling it's wheel. It's, it's a... Basically, it's a foam donut that they roll down the field, and the kids are going and diving through the donut, grabbing it, and then rolling it over. Is that hawk, that Seahawk tackle? Is that, is that, is yeah, that, is sort that of like game? that. But, you know, to me, it's teaching them bad fundamentals. And that's why they have concussions, because in order to get down to the donut, you got to stick your head down there. Right. So, you know, you number one, you're three or four feet away from the donut. You're diving, your head is down, and then you're expecting to make that tackle. Yeah. And if someone moves their leg, you're trying to tackle them low, they, they can't make that tackle. I, I saw that the first time I saw it a few years ago. That that's not the best way to teach tackling because they're out of position and they'll never make an open field tackle. Isn't it ironic they changed tacklings to, to avoid concussions and it may, have, may cause more? It, it caused more. I mean, like you said, we had one kid that had concussions. That was that 
was being Smith. There may have been some that we didn't know it's, about. It's, it's, it was after we quit coaching, a, a kid by the name of Bennett had a number of concussions. Oh, yeah. Right, right. He but did. for the same problem, the right. same reason. He, he led with his head. I mean, I mean, I coached him. I, I, you caught, I think you had quit. You had, you had, had retired yeah. <laughs> at that time. And I still hung around for a couple more years until uh, Alex finished up. Yeah. And um, Bennett was a year behind Alex. So he was with Wheezy. And, uh, yeah, Bennett was with Wheezy Network. And, you know, he just, his head was in the wrong place a lot. And so it's really It, it just goes back to and what, what tackling stations did for us was emphasize that emphasize the skills that you, the skills that you have to have, and they would re, and you repeat it, and repeat it, and repeat it, and repeat it, and uh, you you didn't become a better tackler after the tenth tackle or the twentieth tackle or the after a thousand, you were probably a pretty good tackler. Right. And then the coach calling you out in film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why didn't you make that tackle? Well, look how far you are away. Yeah, right. You have to make that tackle. Your feet are too far away. Yeah, yeah. You step on his toes. Just step on his toes, get closer to him, and then um, you may be able to make that tackle. You know? Uh, how about the idea, and this happened a couple times. You did, you did it a few times. I know I did it at least once. And that is that the kids were horse acid in practice or just giving half effort half effort. How about the, the times that we started practice over? Well, I, and it wasn't so much that it, it was the idea of starting over, but we really didn't spend any extra time on the field. <laughs> but it was the idea that I, we're going we're gonna to ask for, I'll tell you, Steve Perico was a master at this. Steve Perico would practice an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, and, and, and get more things done than most coaches get done in three hours. Yeah. And now he, he had a simple, simple offense and simple defense, but fundamentals were taught. And so he taught me, just by observation, that you don't have to have a long practice, but it needs to be intense. Right. And and if, if the kids were putting in their time, we were going to start over. We, were going to, we're going to, we're, we are going to be intense while we're here. You're going to learn. You're going to hustle. You're going to do the drills well. And, uh, and it's just it's – just, you can see it when it happened. Maybe this was me if I was in a bad mood. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> but you can see them not not giving. You, you get to go back to the back of the line, and then when you come up, then it's got to be it's got to be full speed, right? You know, and it's got to be done correctly. And you've got to think of the the, the situation that I think of is when I first came back to Perry was we we lost to Laura Sork. Well, we had two punts blocked. Or we had two plays where the Punter dropped the ball, and he didn't. He wasn't intentionally doing anything wrong. He didn't practice anything wrong. But the point was, you when you did your punting drills, you kind of did it like yeah, kind of halfway, and you wouldn't watch the ball in your hand. That wasn't a middle error. That was a practicing error. If you practiced, if you if you punted a hundred times, you kind of did it half-assed, where you you didn't look the ball in your hands, you didn't concentrate on your steps, you didn't do it right. Then when then you got to a game, it didn't translate well. It, it, it was it, it, well, it, like I said, we we were we lost that game by four or five points, and yeah. and we had two. They, we gave them the ball on the twenty yard line like tw twice. Yeah. So and and all that came down to was the fact that you didn't practice right. It, you know, I, you don't blame the kid. You just, you just the practices were so long that you just kind of get through it. So. 
We started over again a couple times. Didn't we? Yeah. There's a couple times that you, I know that you didn't want to do this, but I said, Coach, we got to start this over. And also, we moved, uh, I think a couple times, we moved, um, started the practice off with uh, tackling stations. Right, right. And that got them, you know, whenever we did tackling stations first, it made the kids more competitive. Well, I think I think another mistake that people make is they think, you know, they, when they coach us, they, they, they want people to know that they know football, and, then, and we do know football, but... But it doesn't make any difference how much football you know. It's what they can do. Right. So if they if they spend three minutes listening to you talk about something, they probably you probably lost three minutes. Yeah. And we didn't hit all the time, but we did button string up. You know, we were full, uh, full speed to the full not speed, to the ground. Not to the ground. We always told them to get their feet. I always since I coached defense, always put your feet in the right spot. And if it didn't go, if it didn't go right. Go back and do it again. Well, if you if you if you do if you run if you run varsity defense practice, and and the defense is going at ninety percent, and the offense is going at ninety percent, and then all of a sudden you have to turn it up to one hundred percent. Pursuit angles change. Yeah. And the pursuit angles that's the difference between a seven yard gain and a touchdown. Right. If you, if your pursuit angle is not right. right, and that pursuit angle has to be done full speed. Right. You know I don't think they do three to get ten again. You know. We, we we did that, and I think it goes back to being competitive. You go back to that group of Absalon mm-hmm. and Jose. You know mm-hmm. they were always competitive. They yeah. always wanted to you know up one another, and mm-hmm. so it was competitive. But it was also they were rubbing each other, but it was always competitive. Yeah, they had fun. They enjoyed the game. They had fun. When we did three to get ten, hell, you always pissed me off because you always tried to score. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and he would be over there plotting. <laughs> He'd be over there plotting. I'm going to fucking score on those guys. I'm going to know you're not going to fucking score on us. <laughs> and I'll tell the defense, if they get this, if they get this touchdown, y'all, you're running. And so it was competitive. And when, when the offense was over there, and I, I ran the defense, or whoever ran the defense, we were always doing what the opponents did, and it would always piss you off, but it still made us it still made us competitive. Yeah, because well, and we were involved in the kicking game and the pad. We were all involved in some place and we and and what happened when you know when we were on defense, I was when we were practicing defense, I was Steve and I were kind of like the devil's advocates. Well, how about this? Yeah. How, how, how about that? And and then when you were running the defense against our offense, you do something like go, and you go, uh, and basically you were saying, well, how about this? Yeah. How are you going to account for this? Because because the the guy you're coaching is not stupid. Right. I mean, he, he's going to try something different. So, and, and that yeah. relationship as a coaching staff is important. You do it. It's it's competitive, but it's it's more. Have you have you thought about this? Right. That group of kids, they were fun to coach, and especially the, the line play actually on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, offensive line, I think those kids run behind me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> run here, run yeah. behind me, and on yeah. the defense, I want you to run here, try to run here. Right. That, that, right. that was a good You coach. guys remember, we were down in Columbus North when Tyler was the tailback, and um, and uh, who, was the, who was the fullback? He was the nose man, too. LeVar. Le- LeVar. And 
we we didn't play well. Tyler dropped the ball three or four times, but he had a tremendously bruised yeah. right arm, and yeah. I didn't I didn't even realize until about halfway through the game. Yeah, because he kept it a secret and just went through every drill. And we, we can take you out of drills, but it was we was fourteen to nothing. And we hadn't played well, and we were going to win the game, and we lined up and. And I'm just getting out of the I'm getting out of Dodge, right? Just going to run a basic play. So we call a power rider, a do- an ISO rider, something like that. And LeVar, pointed, LeVar stood up and said, pointed right where we were going to run. And he told the defense, he says, we're running right here. <laughs> yep. And Tyler went, boom. It's like that and shot one for about 50 yards. Yep. He's, but it was like it was like you said, right? But that was a, that was a group, that group of seniors, that 02 group, 01, that group, you know, they were like, they were like a hand and glove. You wouldn't find one of them without 12 of them. You remember what they were like. What I remember as much as anything is I remember what they were like in the weight room. Oh my God. Oh yeah. It would be, it would be, my, I can't tell you the number of times you and I or Mike and I or something would say, kind of back into a corner like, this is so intense right. and so crazy emotionally and physically that you think, shit, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt. Because yeah. the bar would be, the bar would be jumping and racking and bouncing and yeah. they would they would help each other and encourage each other and at five o'clock, you had to run them yeah, out. Run them out. Yeah. You had to run them out of the weight room. Right. I'm not so sure you find that in, in very many programs now. I, mean, I think the good programs you do, but you, they get out of school at 2.30 and then they're in the weight room and, and going by, by three and yeah. And, and they encouraged each other. But, you know, we also had to change our pregame with that group. Because if you don't remember correctly, the first couple games that we played with them, by the time that they came out of the locker room, they were worn out because they were screaming. Yeah. We're going to kick their ass. We're going to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> it was like all of them. And so we had to yeah. leave them out. I, on, I think we went down to Martinsville. We had to leave the kids out of the field until maybe two minutes before yeah. the game started. We went in the locker room, that did our little, you know, prayer thing with Coach Shock, and then we came out because that's the only way we can keep them from wearing themselves out. And, and, and normally, they would catch their breath the second quarter because they were so fatigued the first quarter. So at that point, we had to just, we had to change things up. Be them on the field, get them out late, and then we would play, and they were, and they were good to go. You know? That, 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 that's where, that's where I, when I remember those good groups, I remember, you, see, you, 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 you remember plays and drives and situations and stuff like that, but you remember what they were like in the weight room. Oh, my God. I, think, I could tell they were going to be good. On defense, that one year, I think Absalom's senior year on defense, the starters are slowest kid ran five flat forty right. at three hundred and five pounds. Yep, and that was our our slowest kid. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and we were we were we were fast, and we were fast through the two oh uh, two year. Woolwine and, and Anthony Anthony Thomas, Wayne and, and Prison died and. Had a lot of kids on there. They were all fast, you know, and we were able to uh, compete. And I think the, the, the competition part of it that we did in practice also helped us um, get through those games and made it tougher. And the 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 byproduct of that is that 
winning continued. The guys that came over as freshmen, mm-hmm. they continued. They knew what it's like. Because when we did our little kids camp, I think we took them to attack these stations. Yeah. So they knew yeah. what it was like. Our, our seniors and juniors helped out. We did things the way that we did. You know, what we normally do, we ran the same plays and competed the same way. So it was... I told the middle school coaches, you know, you can do lots of things. You don't have, I expect you to use the same terminology that we use, huddle the same way we do, and do tackling stations. Yeah. And do, you, you, you can do lots of other things, but you got to do tackling stations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, one other question. One other topic here that I want to go over with you guys, and that is getting over the hump. Some pivotal football games that we had as a staff. And... Um, the very first one I'm going to talk about, of course, is Southport and the, the, the issues and the, the troubles and the, the snake. We were snake bitten a few times and how we were able to finally get past the Banner Road School. What do you think, Coach Wade? Well, I think um, <clears throat> probably, in, you know, we beat ourselves a lot. They didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Yeah. Times, yeah. You know, and uh, probably it takes two hands to count the number of times where the game was that close, or the ball hit the crossbar, or the ball <laughs> fell short by our, by our third or fourth kicker because something was wrong with the others. Right. <clears throat> um, or by a, somebody in the secondary, you know, didn't cover their guy, or we missed a tackle close to the end zone. Or, right. But, um, we're talking about the competition between Prairie Meridian and Southport, and we're sister schools, two schools in the same um, township, same district, and we 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 went twelve or thirteen games. You, 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 when, when, I, when I went to Greenfield, you you didn't. And this is not about me, but they, you, they, they, the whole time I was at Greenfield, we didn't beat Southport. Yeah. Now, they didn't, now, again, that was that. I'm not saying that has to do with me. It just, it just was. It just didn't happen. Correct. I, I thought our kids were tired. We practiced long. We had long practices throughout the week, <clears throat> and then on Thursdays, of course, we reviewed pretty much all of our plays, which was a lot of plays. Yeah. And and I I thought our kids were. You know, Hell, Chris Cunningham. Tired. Chris Cunningham said, "Hey, hey, coach, what do you think we're gonna see first? Supper." Or the Big Dipper. Yeah, I remember that. Well, and it was such a big deal to us. And the first, the first couple of years, I didn't do very well handling it emotionally, and, and I was a part of the problem because you'd be so intense during the week because this was something you wanted, and and you really, and the kids would bind up just because they it was so it was so it was too it was too much emotionally. So if you remember the week, and we the first two or three years. We had we had a chance to win that game. It was an even, but it, but it wasn't. But I think in a way we screwed ourselves because that game that week was so intense. So intense. So we finally had the right group of talent. We were a little bit better than they were talent wise, uh, and uh, so we uh, so we remember we sat down as a coaching staff and we're gonna we're gonna laugh and have fun this week. Right. The the, the, the thing is we're we're not gonna put pressure on the kids and we're gonna let them relax and play because if we'll play relax and play we're good enough to win the game. And I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but that I was I was 
tied in knots. I mean, because I was trying. You always tied in knots. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was coming out to the field trying, trying as hard as I could not to, not to seem like I was tense. And, and, but I was, in, I was in my English class. This is a true story. I was in my English class, and I was going over. This doesn't sound like it has anything to do with football, but it does. I was going over transitive and intransitive verbs. Not that that's important, but I knew there was a section of that on the final test, and the kids want, I know one of the kids to get it right. So I said, a transitive verb, here's what it is. And I said to the first kid, I said, what's a transitive verb? And I said, look at that, so number one, and what's the verb? And they go, and I said, a transitive verb, and the kid goes, I don't know. I said, I explained it all again, very calmly. Very calmly. <laughs> I knew the second that second to happen again. And then it happened. About the fourth time that happened, I took my desk and threw it over. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, paper and cotton and chalk and shit just flying everywhere. And then I got up and ran it and raved because they weren't taking the transitive verbs seriously enough. And, and finally, about two weeks later, Ed Henry says, he comes up and he goes, what did you do? I said, oh, well, I had to write a letter to every parent in that class. A pop, I had people, girls were crying. <laughs> I had to write a letter apologizing for my actions. Yeah. It's probably still in my, my, my folder oh, someplace. Yeah. yeah. Because that, all, that all that tension had to come out someplace. Yeah. It just came out at the wrong place. I mean, we have been so close to beating those. And there's a, there were, when you were gone, Southport had teams that were, oh my gosh. Yeah. They were a hell of a lot better than we were athletically. In, that Sima State team. That Sima State team. There's no way we're going to beat those guys. But, you know, it was one thing after another, one bad deal after the other. Hell, their coach tried to give us the game, you know, penalty on the kickoff team. So they moved, we moved us forward. Personal foul on the kickoff, they moved another 15 yards. And then there's another one. And they declined a penalty. And we were at their 45-yard kicking the damn ball yeah. off. All the guy had to do was kick the ball into the end zone. And he couldn't do it. And he couldn't <laughs> kick the damn ball 45 yards with a running start. And our kids sit there and watch the ball come short and ran right by the guy receiving the ball. And, and in the end, what well, initially we did was we had worked hard enough, long enough, that it wasn't as big a deal. Wasn't a big deal. It, yeah. Well, <laughs> then after a while... We beat them several years, and then beating them was that you know they might be the worst team on our yeah, schedule. But we had to get we had to get, get over that. the hump first. Yeah, yeah, and right. I know you remember this, but we were, and we played them at the dome. Yeah, and uh, I just saw BJ Rose uh, Friday night, and I said, um, you know, and we were like you said, we were going to have fun, we were going to relax a little bit, and so on, and you know, take the pressure off of them so that we can. You know, finally get over the hump. Well, first thing we found out that Southport had a thirteen on the side of their helmet. Yeah, I remember that. And then that just that, just, that was the, this was the thirteenth game. Yeah, thirteenth time they would have beaten. Yeah, that just turned up the wicker a little bit right there. So we were all kind of in it. And so we were practicing. It turns out it was a kid that got sick or something. And he was number 13. And after the game, somebody said something about it running up the score. And I said, you're the ones who put 13 on your helmet. <laughs> but before that, that Thursday, pre-practice, pre we were at the Dome and practicing and whatever. And we had been calm the whole time. And um, we were uh, doing, I think we were like the, the plus 20 or something. You were running something. And um, Ryan Short jumped off sides. 
All right, now we're going to... Ryan Short never did anything wrong. I know. Ever. And he jumped off sides. <laughs> Potter took his clipboard, smashed it over his head, and just <laughs> shattered into hundreds of pieces. And all the kids went, oh, shit. If Short does something wrong, and this is what he does, yeah. that's what happened if we screw up. But anyway, oh, that, was, that was it. And, and you know, that, that first game that we beat those guys in, 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 in 97, I think it was. Yo, pregame, hell, I was I was relaxed about to take a nap before the game. Yeah. Because I just kind of But it, when it something becomes a thing like that, and that, that had become a thing, it, it's just it's overcoming it and getting past it is is the hard part. Yeah. Because it's and it was and it was hard work. It was hard work over a long period of time. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, and that, and hard work by a lot of people over a long period of time. And then you know when you then don't screw it up when you get a chance. Shoot, we were working eighty hour weeks. Yep. And we still come up short. He's missing <laughs> guys. I can remember you know you know having fifteen seniors maybe in Southport had like maybe twenty five or thirty. And most of them were pretty decent, and we lose by three points. Yeah, <laughs> I Kenny, 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 and Dick Chu were good. They were there. You never knew what Kenny was going to do on offense, and you never knew what Dick was going to do on defense. And because I mean, they not that they were doing something wrong, they they would have something cooked up for you, right? Yeah. And it was usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you, and that's also the game that we we did the uh, switching rule on too. We came out and we practiced. Oh, yeah. We came out and practiced in uh, blue. I think we were home. Yeah, we were home. Yeah. We were we were blue, jerseys, silver, silver pants. And then when we came back out to start the game, we had navy pants on and switched. Well, and part of the reason we did that, if you remember, is that gave them, before the game, instead of them being like this yeah. intense, that gave them something else to do. Yeah. So, they, so this kind of... It was kind of like a. It, it took the pressure off for a minute. Tension reliever. Right, right. Yeah. Because they didn't know. No. When we, we all we kept it a secret the whole time for a, well almost over a year before we before we pulled those pants out. Yeah. 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 We did have them for a year. Yeah. Right. And then we decided to pull them out on the um, that, that Southport game, and people came out and went. Hey, yeah. Different they, team. Different team, and we worked. Yeah. And, we, and they had I forget that. Who was that quarterback they had? Was a sophomore. Oh, like Jeremy. Well, Collins. he went out to Kansas or something. He was, was Luke, good. So, Luke Johnson. Was it Luke, Luke Johnson? No, it was before him. That was before him. It was before. Oh gosh, we that poor kid. We I punished him he so was, bad. He was. <laughs> He was about 135 pounds, and he, but, but in the end, he was probably 6'3", 215, yeah. and a hell of an athlete, a hell of a college quarterback, a high school quarterback, but that sophomore game was awful tough. Yeah, we, I, I said, we're going to punish him, and it was so bad, I said, Jeremy, just do something, and he would just blitz and just take that poor kid out. He was he was hurt, and I didn't think he was going to get up off the, he was get up off the carpet. He learned his stripes that night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't forget... Someone took some AM 300s. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. How many of those did you take? <laughs> Six. <laughs> Coach Blake was fired up. I think at halftime, did he, did he, throw, did he explode the chalk on the chalkboard or something? 
<laughs> but we were kicking it behind it. Somebody had pictures of when we went over and asked Coach Wade, you know, because Coach, Coach Wade, he was still wait, wait, putting wait. on. <laughs> well, we had made some mistakes. Uh, we yeah, had we scored sure and, kicking mistakes, right? Yeah, we, we did. We, we had scored again, and then we didn't have enough on the field. And, you know, as a kicking coach, that, you know, <laughs> like, wait a minute, guys. Well, you, had, you, had, you had all your papers, because you always had your papers. And, and, and we, scored a te- we scored something, and then um, something happened on the PAT, and something happened on the kickoff. Kickoff, you're right. And, and, and so you came down to me and said, and I said, Steve, I said, Steve, just relax for a minute. I said, it's such and such to such and such. We're, there are three minutes left to play the game. We're going to win the game. Let's just relax. <laughs> and he, and he, he kept going. And I said, Steve, I said, Steve, I said, we're ahead by such and such. There are three minutes left in the game. We're going to win the game. And I said, I personally only enjoy about 45 minutes of the whole week. <laughs> I said, let me enjoy the game. And then John Gould came up and said, Coach Wayne, how many of those, whatever they were, did you take it with? My diet. Six. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was upset more because it wasn't the score. The game was well in hand, without question. But um, not having enough on the PAT, right. kids were celebrating, and we didn't have enough on the PAT. Then not having enough on the kickoff, the kids were still celebrating. <laughs> Can you beat anyone any good that's very good? Not yeah. like that, and 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 the answers no. That's why I was well. Was, let, let's so let's take it. that and go in. There, there were two or three things that happened that whole time. And one is, and people people would say, you know, he did a good job with this, did a good job with that. There were there were things that happened on defense when you were in charge of the defense that I didn't even know was going on because there were other things to worry about, and I and they were in good hands. And the kicking came that that was always in good hands. I mean, there were a couple times we'd score a touchdown and I'd walk away, and Steve would. Steve right. would take over, and he'd go for two. And I'd say, you went for two? He goes, yeah. <laughs> he said, I got it. I said, yeah. So good job. Yeah. You know. Well, and, you know. But that, that's why, that's why, that's why you have, you have to have to assistance you. Right. You, you, you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing, is that you didn't micromanage. And that was, that was a positive, because I could do things on defense. You know? And, and there were, there was a couple of times that I suggested things to you. Yeah, and you'd right. go, oh, okay, let's try that. And hell of a work. Yeah. And there was times that you'd go, well, did you try that? And I'm like, I don't know. I You know, it's like when we, we, we could go down to Bloomington South, you know, and we finally got past that hump. Right. You know, those years they had Rex Grossman oh, and man. Shane Moe and Dunbar and all those athletes that went through there. And then finally, we were able to uh, beat Bloomington South. And beat Rex, Rex Kearns came up to me after the game. He was the writer for the Bloomington newspaper. He said, did you know that nobody carried the ball except Tyler Hartman the whole second half? And I went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> said, is there a problem with that? Yeah. Yeah. So those were things that we did to bring success to the program. Okay. Well, you have to. At a place like Perry Marine, and I don't know what it's like now. I mean, obviously, it's a big school now. Numbers, there are over 2,300, 2,400 kids. And the Chin population, those are nice kids, but they don't, they're not, they don't do anything with football. They're not football players. They're too small. And at least, you know, 90% of them are. And uh, you, you, have to, you have to 
do the most with the talent you have. You have to put the talented kids in a place. I think you, you mentioned Ryan Short. Well, just imagine how good we would have been if we could have gone trips on one side, Ryan on the single side, and thrown that bubble screen. And we couldn't quite get it consistently enough because then you'd have to you'd have to widen somebody out to take care of the bubble screen, right. which left him on one on one. And we just and we we were a tick away from having that. And then he would be single, and then you'd have to widen some, and then we'd have five in the box. Yeah. And then then you were going and you, you were going to stop harmony. Right, right. You were going to stop that. No. You know, so. No. So. Um, and it, but you had to you had to build athletes, and then you had to do the most you could with the athlete you had. I mean, Ryan Short against uh, was it Manuel? No, it was Martinsville at Manuel, and he must have caught twelve pitches because they just well, just keep yeah. throwing it. Yeah. All right, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I appreciate it, Coach Wade, Coach Potter. Uh, this has been good just to reminisce, go back, go back and talk about some, a few things that we did back in the day. So um, I'll be um, kind of putting this out there, and I'll send you guys links if you okay, want to you. listen to it and see what some other folks are saying. I'm, I'm going to try to get some of the kids from Wrightwood. I'm going to talk with Mark Booth tomorrow, I think it is. And um, you know, get their perspective on on things and how how football was or Perry was itself. So we'll end right there. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach Jay. We have come together to fight for victory. Best friends with one another. Two two five. One big family. So come on, mighty Falcons. Let's let's join in on the fun. Our team is finally ready strong, to fight for number one. Cover one. Our team includes one, many three, seven, things to help us win this fight. Guts one, cover wide, poise. Zero, to show one, us three, what is right. cover three. And if we don't do what is right, one, seven, we'll find out what is wrong. Right. Our Base, team will never three. give up. Our three, team one, will seven. never give up. Our Kamikaze. team will never give up. Cover zero. We've been fighting for too long.